is the show 103.5 FM LP WNHH. My name is Michelle Turner and I have the pleasure of having the one and only BASN editor emeritus Tony McLean. How are you? Good. How you doing? Uh, better than a lot of NBA teams <laughs> right now. Let's put it that way. Better, better, better than All that right. football team in uh, Boston, too. Yeah, well, you know, they, they're kind of um, licking their wounds right about now because I really think, and, and trust me when I tell you, mm-hmm. if you have been, which you have been, around sports just as much as I have, we know at certain points, dynasties fall. Oh, of course. Of course. And... New England certainly was a dynasty and Philly was the underdog. But I think, and, and, and we see it across the board in sports, you know, as well as I do, Mm -hmm. the underdog comes in and says, well, Hey, I got nothing to lose. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play the game. And you know, they were underdogs. Yeah. But I would always, I would also tell folks, if you get a chance, um, go to the NFL's website and watch the uh, sound effects version of the Super Bowl. And to me, it tells you the entire story because basically, because <laughs> basically, Doug Peterson was like, you know, we, you know, we're going if if this is going to be a um, scoring thing with them, mm-hmm. we're going to match mm-hmm. them score, score for score, 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 score for score, and that was his thing. And the one thing that I have to give Peterson a lot of credit for, nine times out of ten, when you get the backup. You quote unquote dumb down the offense. Mm-hmm. He took it another notch. If as a matter of fact, I think he did some things with Foles that he probably wouldn't have done with Wentz. Somebody else, yeah, yeah. And and I and I think to me that was the difference. And 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 plus, I've always felt like you know, I remember the folks I was watching the game with. Look, go watch the first Giant Patriot Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and you also I would also say you know just watch. You know, you watch the games where they got beat or whatever because when Brady is back there and he has enough time to make a hot pocket, some tea and right, rice and right, everything like right, that, right. you know, that's going to happen to you. But any quarterback, I don't care who, whether it's Johnny Unitas, whether it's Joe Montana or, or whoever, you make, you know, if you don't give them enough time or if you make it so that you're going to be in their face all day, they're going to, you know, they're going to they're gonna crumble. Well, it's unnerving. Right. Especially when you're not used to having that happen to you very often in a game. And see, people forget, you know, we get so caught up in the physical nature of football. People mm-hmm. forget the mental game. You know, right. Quick, quick story. I worked for a minor league football football team. And I'm again, no, I'm not trying to compare my minor league football team to these NFL teams. But the defensive line guys, the, uh, the first play of the game, if they had the ball, if the defense was on the field first. Mm-hmm. They automatically knocked the hell out of the offensive line on the first play of the game. And it was a mental note. They basically said, all day, this is what you're going to have to deal with all day. You put that mental note Mm -hmm. in their mind Mm -hmm. and you say to yourself, okay, I know how I got to play today. Right. And to me, 
especially with the Super Bowl, when you got the two weeks to prepare, when you whatever, you know, you can game plan and game plan and game plan. But again, it's it's like the old Mike Tyson thing. Everybody got a everybody got a game plan until they get uh, Punched busted in the, in the mouth, and then <laughs> then off then all then after all of that, it's like. He hit me exactly. And he gonna and hit you, like, and, 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 and I'm gonna oh, hit you again. Too. Right, right. But yeah, it, and, and just as hard. Exactly. <laughs> and see, people forget with football, especially football, the mental game that yeah. goes on. And yeah. you know, one of the reasons why I've always called them, you know, the CAPs of Foxborough, is because people get explain caught up. your acronym, cheating ass patriots. <laughs> but the thing is. You got you know you have to get over sort of the mental. You still got to play them because, yeah. as 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 corny as it is, remember in uh, Rocky, I oh, which I'm trying to think which one it was. I want to say four, the one where he fought Ivan uh, Drago. Yeah, yeah. Remember, there's a, there's a scene where there's the scene. I guess there's like the third or fourth round where he punches him and Drago bleeds, and he says, "See, he's a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a man." So. Go in there now. Now, now, of course, Rocky had brain damage afterwards, but that's a whole that's a whole other two hour story. But the mental part, people forget the mental part of the physicalness of football, and mm-hmm. there's 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 a mental thing to it, especially now when they've changed the rules and made it such an offensive game. Now that defensive players, you know, basically are given a, a blindfold and a cigarette for the most part. Yeah. So. Let's talk post-Kaepernick, okay? Because there was the argument in social media that folks did what I did, Mm -hmm. right? Basically, I didn't watch any football all year. Mm -hmm. But people watched the Super Bowl. I'm an Eagles fan. We've been trying to get to the Super Bowl since... Forever. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I broke down and I watched the game. Sure. Sure. But I felt bad about that. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like I didn't stick to my conviction. Exactly. And, Espe- and a lot of people. A, 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 and especially when he's still out with this uh, million dollar right. challenge too. And if you right. see the thing that the NFL, see, the NFL thought, okay, we'll just blackball him and he'll, and he'll go be gone. Away. He's, I, I think, if anything, he's bigger than ever now because yeah. people recognize because people recognize that he wasn't going anywhere, and 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 I think I even said to you, it doesn't matter if he doesn't wear another NFL jersey at this point now because his point has been proven. Sadly, yeah, sadly, because the thing, you know, basically you saw um, that the NFL was willing to blackball him just to get their point across. When they had the meeting with the players, they bought off a lot of the big name players mm-hmm. who were protesting, mm-hmm. and and yet you know, look, I you know I'm saying it was the same thing. I I I watched as well. Matter of fact, I I actually watched you know a, a few of the playoff games. But um, the thing is, to me, Kaepernick is still a hero. He is still, and the thing is, what I like is that he's always going to be there. For the NFL, because they because they want to see the ratings, and again, even with the ratings thing, they mm-hmm. were down. I guess they were the lowest mm-hmm. ones in the last ten years. But see, you also have to remember you got a lot of people that watched it on social media. This, you know, right. not, uh, not social media, but like you know, they watched it streaming, mm-hmm. uh, watched on their phone, they watched it right. on the tablet. They were so it, and, it it's split, and see. 
the the thing is, it's hard. I mean, whether the NFL wants to admit it or not, they took a hit this year. Yeah, they took a hit, and yeah. but see. In their arrogance, they think that they won, and they think because people came back, you know, and, and at the end of the day, they won. And I guess to a certain extent, they did. But if nothing else, I think it proved that boycotts, to a lesser extent, do work. And again, like like I, I was, and I was saying this from day one, the NFL's got way too many income streams for them to you know they're, they're not to be file. affected. Yeah, they're not going to file. They're not going to be filing Chapter Eleven. But if you can let them know that you know, hey, we can we can we can walk away from this too. And granted, for every say, ten or twelve people that walked away, there were probably about ten or twelve people that I I just can't, I just mm-hmm. can't. And I don't, I'm not hating on them or what right. have you. What I like, I know for me, I watch and I the one regular season game that I watched, I watched it. I watched highlights of it. It was the uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Russell Wilson uh, mm-hmm. shootout, and I watched that. I, I, didn't, I didn't watch it live. I watched the NFL highlights of it, you mm-hmm. know, by you know eight minutes condensed. And I was like, "Wow, that must that would have been a great game to watch." But it's, I think it's more reflective of, you know, people realizing how, if, if nothing else, now people realize just how much these leagues manipulate you. Mm-hmm. And how much they, in a century, don't give a damn about you. Well, I think, too, for most people, you know, you, you, and, and there was really no in between, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people either were for him or against him. There was no in between. Mm-hmm. I feel like now, as you said, there are more people for him because he stood up. And he was not deterred by what happened. Exactly. He stood up and said, okay, fine. You know, blackball me. There's other ways for me to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, for the people that were saying, oh, well, he's this comfortable millionaire. Cause you always hear that argument. Well, and see that, you know, to me, that's the ignorant folks. Mm-hmm. And yes, with a capital I, with a capital G and, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and so on, because if you're basing this strictly on, on, on a money issue, then allow me to uninsert your head from your ass because you haven't been, because that wasn't what the issue was all about. Right, right. You know? It was about brutality. Exactly. And calling attention to and, brutality. And, and, and see, that's what I'm saying. They, when they talked about it, they always said the flag protest. Right. Damn it, they weren't protesting the, the flag. flag. They were protesting police brutality. But see... When you're in bed with the NFL and you're and you're and you're pushing the same agenda as mm-hmm. the NFL, you're going to you know you're going to play their game because every time so, every time someone said it was the flag protest, I said no, it's a protest of police brutality. No, they're protesting the flag. Okay, when was the last time a flag beat you with a bully club? <laughs> All I'm saying, and you know. Everybody, this is America. You know, folks are going to have different opinions, and because that's part of who we are. Yeah. But like I had said to some of my colleagues who were not of color and friends, you know, because I had one friend who said, "Oh, well, I'm a veteran, you know, and this is an affront and blah blah blah." Uh, and I said, "Let me explain something to you." Mm-hmm. I said, for the majority of African Americans. 
and how they became middle class was through the military. So when you had folks come home, especially from World War II and Korea and even Vietnam, and they still faced racism after fighting for this country, I don't think they have a problem with Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Before, you know, I know my daddy would not have my, a problem. My, my, I, I, I remember, like you know, when I was talking about that about this, this whole Kaepernick thing bothered you. He couldn't say it faster. Be like, hell no, son. You know, he, you know, hell. If I had known this a few years back, I might not have served. Like, and he, he served, and uh, he was a Marine that served in um, the uh, Korean War. Mm-hmm. So, and but see again, it speaks to the time. Yeah, because. I mean, look, we've had, you know, there, there've been, you know, ignorance, ignorance doesn't go out of style. It just, <laughs> it just, it just changes clothes, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe twice a day. Yeah. But the thing is, I'll just come right out and say a lot of, you know, non-black folks are socially, they, 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 they're, they're, they automatically think what we do when we protest is wrong. And I'll use the Super That's Bowl, true. I'll use the Super Bowl as a perfect example all of those freedom fighters in Philly after the Super Bowl was over, of course, my team just won the Super Bowl. So, of course, I'm going to go tear, tear, I'm gonna, up I'm gonna tear up cities, knock down cars and whatever, because my team won. But but, but, but protest the police and protest brutality? Oh, you're a thug. There's something <laughs> wrong with you. What have you? But see, it will always be, you know, it will yeah. always be justified yeah. Depending on and and, and depending and, on who the thug is, exactly, exactly. And you know, it was interesting also, just as a social note, that it became Janet Jackson Appreciation Day because of Justin Timberlake's performance. Well, I mean, what is what has he done? What what is what is his claim? Other 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 than that, what is Justin Timberlake's claim to fame? I'll wait. Yeah. That's that's the thing. I mean, people might say, oh, he was a part of uh, NSYNC. NSYNC. Yeah. You want to say that in public? You know, <laughs> God bless you. But, 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 see, you know, but see, again, it speaks to our society, you know, mm-hmm. at, you know, at the very, at the very least, I would have, I would have liked, you know what? I didn't, I didn't see halftime at the very, at the very least. I would have liked to have seen, like you know, her come out and like you know, and they right. him and Janet, and have him say, "I'm sorry, baby. I'm really sorry." I would have had a hell of a lot more respect, respect for yeah. him, but of course, you know, it's it. it they made it all because and see, again, to play back into the NFL's game. Remember, they approached Jay Z first, right? And, and he even, said no. And even Jigga was smart enough to say, you know, no, no, I'm not OJ. Nope, no. nope, no, not this one. <laughs> Well, one. the other thing is, too, if you're if you're looking at it from the standpoint or the lens of with what has happened with Kaepernick, then you know they're not going to invite Janet Jackson to have, be apologized by, you know, to by Justin Timberlake, <gasps> even if it were in a closed, you know, mm-hmm. closed room type even, situation. Even, even even the mere mention of that would <laughs> would would, you know, that, you know. Heavens to Betsy, that's not supposed to happen. No, not, not on, at all. Not on national, not even on regional TV, or <laughs> let alone national TV. But again, it, and, it, and, it's, it's where we're, it's it's where we're at now. And yeah. I, I I find myself saying that way too often. And I don't say it to justify. I you know, 
put it this way, in lieu of screaming and choking the hell out of somebody, you just say it's that's 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 the now now if they initiate the choking, I gotta finish it off. You gotta follow through. Mm-hmm. Speaking of follow through, perfect segue. Mm-hmm. LeBron has all of a sudden become the press's BFF. Yeah, yeah. Sports well, press's BFF. It, it, it depends on what the BFF means, I guess, <laughs> in, in this sense. Now, it's funny because, you know, about a week or so ago with the trade deadline, everybody's talking about how Cleveland ain't this, Cleveland's not that, and LeBron's whatever. So, of course, they make a whole they make a whole bunch of um, trades. I actually thought they gave up on the, the experiment a little too quick, but, mm-hmm. you know, that that's my whole thing. But now, you know, with the new roster, they've won two straight. And now you've got all sorts of things. You know, right? Yeah, fact, all kinds of stuff happening. Well, I saw on the show, like I was saying before, when we were prepping for the show, the Shadow League is saying LeBron should be MVP. And I'm thinking, you know, LeBron's had a good year, but MVP? Yeah, and we haven't even really gotten through the season yet. The halfway point is basically this week, you know, with the, uh, with yeah, the, with the All-Star, All-Star game. game. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's. To me, it speaks to where we're at. You know, God, I keep saying again. This again, but um, this is this is the dead time of sports in a sense. You know, the Super Bowl has just ended, mm-hmm. and based, we're starting to rev up with the you know, regional college basketball mm-hmm. and baseball. You know, they just you know pitchers and catchers just reported earlier this to week, so they don't and they don't start playing again and for another couple of weeks or so. So. Basically, in in their eyes, there's no news going on. So we have to literally figure and now now there's a Winter Olympics going on. Right. You've got hockey going on as well. Like you said, you got college basketball. I mean, put this way. You would think in a season where the University of Virginia is the number one team in men's basketball, that would be news. something else to talk about. You know, they haven't been number one since Ralph Sampson uh, right. was, was in a, was a right. I mean now on the women's side, of course, you know it's a little ho, different. Oh, ho, ho hum, UConn's number one again, you know. <laughs> but and and now it's just a matter of whether they're going to have another uh, Mississippi State moment uh, right. this year or not. But there's there's a bunch of other stories out there, but they want to you know they want to revel in LeBron. Um, you know they they finally came they they, they finally uh, took To out of his uh, uh, media media hell and put him into the Hall of Fame. There's still a bunch of other players that deserve to get in besides him, but that's a whole other. But story. yeah, that's another conversation for another day. Crazy. So now, if if we look at it, is LeBron becoming the Tom Brady of the NBA? The reverse Tom Brady, yeah, in a sense. But then then you know, see. There's this whole man boy love fest with uh, Tom Brady, at least with with a lot of the media folks. I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't get it. I and and no, I don't think he's the greatest quarterback ever. I still think Montana, or you know, I I'd mentioned Montana United before I get Tom Brady in, in into the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I know I'll be getting I'll be getting more hosannas from <laughs> the folks in Foxborough. But that being said, there's. You know, there's a there's a there's a jealousy and a whatever that goes on with LeBron because he's become sort of like the A Rod of of sports now, where they mm-hmm. just anything and everything that he says or doesn't say becomes means news. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. also, he's arguably the biggest cash cow 
in sports right now. Yeah, because he's got multiple streams. I mean, and he does everything. And, you know, LeBron going back to Cleveland is the main reason why Milwaukee has a new has a new arena. Why Detroit right. is is back in downtown Detroit now. Right. Why Chicago? Because you got to remember that whole the former Midwest division when LeBron went to Miami, those teams almost like fell, you know, fell to the wayside mm-hmm. in, in, in the NBA. But once he, you know, once he came back, it changed everything. But see, it goes back and forth because see, you know, they want to call him, you know, selfish and he's running the team and all this other stuff. Where have we heard that yeah, yeah, and, before? And see, it, you know, and it's twenty five years ago, right? The start, well, see, it's like, could y'all like make a different story mm-hmm. or a different narrative? Because look, if he's one foot out the door, why would he have? If if, if you want to, why would all they? Why would they be making all these trades and, right. and everything like that? Right. Because and then, but see, these are the same folks that when they won two in a row, oh. Now they're the best team in the East. The, the, the Celtics may have to look over their shoulder. And it's like. <laughs> I, I, You know what, Tony? When you say things like that, it makes me believe that it is a slow sports. And, 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 it's a slow sports day. And, and, but it's not so much slow. See, I think it's more laziness. Because there's a bunch of other stories that are going on out there. I, mm-hmm. I, I defy anybody. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, like I said, even if you just stick with college basketball, like this this um this kid uh for Oklahoma, that this freshman kid yeah. is having is you know, that that's a story in itself. Like I said, Virginia being number one is a story. It's a story in itself. And see, anytime there is no clear cut number one, to me that makes the tournament yeah. all the more better. Because yeah. see, they can't just force feed you know, they can't just force feed you Duke down your down your throat all the which way. They can't force feed you Duke, ACC, Duke, Carolina, Kansas. Um, you know they can't just force feed them down your throat. Mm-hmm. Now you really have to be like, wow, who who are the favorites this year? Because what's silly to me is now you know they have this thing, uh, this bracketology, and they're basically picking the sixty four teams in December, and I'm like. Really don't really? Have, you Why? really don't have that much time on your hands, do you? <sighs> you know? You know, and but that's that's another thing. That's that's recognizing where the money is. Yeah. And so you're tying in the money, you know, early. Yeah, yeah. To a to an extent, but see and again, I I'm not I don't I I, I try not to be a smart a sports media snob. In mm-hmm. that instance, mm-hmm. but when you, but when you, it's, it's what, what's the line from Boondocks? Game recognizes game, granddad. Uh, absolutely, you, and you, and you looking a bit familiar. <laughs> and that's the thing that I get from a lot of these guys with, yeah. with, with this, and, and especially with, especially with the NBA, mm-hmm. because I'm, because I'm willing to bet you a year ago at this time, everybody was saying, oh, the Cavs ain't got it, yeah, yeah. Wanna, yeah, and there they went to the now again. I don't think, do I, you know, if you put a gun to my head right now, do I think they'll make it to the finals? No. But the real question is, who, is anybody, has anybody really improved themselves to beat the Warriors in a seven-game series? Well, if you look at, um, 
I'm I'm thinking yeah, now. Hold yeah. on. No, I I I way. The one team to me that could give them a little hell is definitely Houston. Houston of course. Yeah. Houston. And, and and you and to a lesser extent, even though uh Kwawi Leonard is out, you still have to respect the Spurs because, you know, the Spurs you know, the Spurs, you know, death, taxes and roaches and the Spurs making the playoffs. <laughs> that's that's still those are those That's are life constant. in Texas, right? Yeah, that well in, in, in NBA as well. But you have to give them their due. Now, Houston offensively can hang with them, but when you have a head coach like Mike No D'Antoni, and we all know, and it becomes a much of, more of a half court game, yeah. in the in the playoffs, you know they'll be able to hang with them, but it may be the ugliest five yeah. or six games, games or whatever that you probably have seen in mm-hmm. a while because because. because Golden State has a tendency to uh, play defense, and the funny thing to piggyback on on um, Cleveland thing was that's where a lot of the weakness was because mm-hmm. Cleveland's one of the few teams in the East that does pride themselves on defense. That, to be honest with and you, I that's one of the reasons why they've been in the finals the last uh, few years. Last few years, but I also think you know there's, I think the NBA has finally turned that corner. Oh, okay. You said earlier you know, that this could possibly be a golden age for them. Yeah. And I think, I think you've hit on something because for so long, and I was one of the people that said it mm-hmm. too, you know, we thought we would never see a golden age after Jordan because it was just so lackluster. The mm-hmm. league, you know, they were bringing people back. Um, oh goodness. What's his name? Can't think of his name. The team. Give me the team. I can probably think of it. <sighs> Who was he playing for? I can see his face, but I can't think of his name. Mm-hmm. And I I want to say Charlotte, but I don't think that's who it was. Okay. Well, not Dwight Howard. Yeah. Well, Dwight Howard. He's, he's with Charlotte. He's, he is with Charlotte. Um, oh, who's Tracy McGrady's cousin? Oh, Vince Carter. You know, yeah, bring him back. Yeah, he, he's with uh, Memphis. Yeah, he's with Memphis. I, and I'm saying... But they're not who they were. Yeah. So why are you bringing these people back and trying to, well, you know, it's one thing for you to, and and you know this as well as I do, mm-hmm. for folks to sit on the bench and kind of coach and, you know, take the young ones and mm-hmm, help mold mm-hmm. them and say, listen, man, don't mm-hmm. take that shot. Mm-hmm. Take this or look at the court this way and not that way. And now mm-hmm. you have genuine good teams coming out of Washington coming out of Atlanta, coming out of Boston, even Philly. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the East had to burn itself up. You know how a forest gets burnt? Oh, yeah. And then it has to regrow mm-hmm. itself and mm-hmm. re-nourish itself. What's that song when a fire starts to burn? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but even Detroit also. Yeah. And see, the thing is now, and again, maybe that's a little bit our, on our mm-hmm. fault in the sense because, you know, Paul Pierce was basically Yoda right. when he was with the Wizards. Yeah. And to a lesser extent, when he was with the Clippers. Now, there's a generation of us that know him as, you know, the the hub for right. the Celtics. So when we see him sort of playing that Crash Davis role, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't look right. And see, with Dwight Howard, you know, we still look at Dwight Howard as, as relatively young. Plus the fact he's on his 16th team in his 12th right. year. In his 12 uh, years. And, and, it's, and, like, and it's like... What are you doing? Can't you just <laughs> can't you just stay in one place? He's become a, he's become he's become America's guest basically. 
and 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 he doesn't clean up his room after he leaves. That's the sad part about it. The, and that's as, the as problem your team, everybody as has. Your, as, as your team, as your team uh, will, will attest to. But even 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 with all that, it, you know, the game itself has changed now. A lot too. It's, A lot. It's, um, and I'm not so sure I like the change, but that's a that we'll, we'll see, talk about that we another time. Here's the, here's the thing: the thing I don't like is there's a lot of folks that like I don't like all those young kids. Okay, so the young kids maybe make up about okay, let's be nice and say ten, maybe fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. You're really gonna not watch the league because of the fifteen percent of the league, and you're gonna ignore the other eighty five. Now, if you don't like the NBA, if you don't like the NBA, I get it. If you're more of a and admit to it, yeah, that's all. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not going to talk about you in public. I'm not going, to, you know, tell all your dark secrets. You don't like the NBA? Okay, fine. That's all. But I really believe that with with the pickup and 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 the NBA needed new blood, and I guess that's why you know, again, Vince Carter, you know, Dwight. You know, you're bringing people in who are familiar to a certain demographic, mm-hmm. but to those people that they're trying to get, they have no significance. They mean nothing. Mm-hmm. So when you start to have folks who really are coming into their own, they're young enough to be with that team or to be traded to somebody else where they can make a difference, mm-hmm. then you're starting to see something. Golden State's a perfect example because you got to remember, people forget all the losing and losing right. and losing that they did. And did I mention losing <laughs> before they finally put it, all, put it all together? Yeah. Now, you're sort of seeing this now with Philly with that whole trust the process thing right. where you see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and, and not a gorilla in a Sixers uniform with a mm-hmm. flashlight. So they're about to turn it, you know. And they're in the right conference because if they were in the West, they'd still they'd be still be trying to get into the playoffs. And, they, and and there's such a difference between the East and the West. Well, remember, 20 years ago it was the other way around, right? Because all you know, you know, all the Boston fans when they would always play the Lakers, we'd be like, "Oh, the Lakers didn't go through the same grind that we went through." Mm-hmm. Oh, stop it! Mm-hmm. You know, but 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 see, it's a cycle. Right now, the West. Right now, the West is the best, and a couple of drafts, a couple of you know mm-hmm. free agencies or what mm-hmm. have you, that could change. Now, what's interesting is that you know, gotta remember the NBA is thriving, and it's not necessarily you know doing well in the big name cities because let's face it, your marquee team now is playing in down is is getting ready to move into a new spanking building. Mm-hmm. In downtown Oakland, no disrespect to Oakland, but Oakland's not a basketball hotbed. Right. Now the Celtics are back on the up tip. Right. You see the Philly, Philly uh, right. coming around. You know, I'm not going to mention the nightmare in Brooklyn and New York, <laughs> but the league doesn't necessarily have to have big cities to thrive on 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 that because because you would always because you know you would always hear that like. Oh, you know, it would be so much better if the Lakers were good and the Knicks were good, whatever. You think Jordan gave a damn if the Knicks were good or if the Lakers were good or if the Jazz were good when he was when they were winning uh, six titles in eight years? When Houston when when Houston won their two titles, I didn't hear people you know moaning about how it's so terrible that the, um, the 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 big time cities didn't do well. But it's 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 again it goes back to the media when you when you tell that big lie enough. 
people start to buy start to buy it start to believe it yeah but i think too the the nba has had its own growing pains and it has i don't know if it's learned a lesson from it but it certainly does try to recognize what the obstacle is and i think they do that better than any other sports sports entity that's uh american the smartest thing that the nba did was recognize their foreign fans and they Mm -hmm. never tried to bs their foreign fans like the nfl see at some point them people in london are like we don't want to see the jaguars no damn right (laughs) we want to see the cowboys yeah we want to see the cowboys want to see and that's going to be a tough sell, but you know, but you know, they'll find a way to do it. But but at some point, they're going, you know, it's like, no, no, we don't want. You're going to send us some quality teams, or we're going to shut this one, down. Exactly. The one thing, and this is what I, this is the one thing I always give it up to for the foreign players to come over. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the old jazz musicians back in the day, you know, when Diz and Bird and all them guys had to go overseas, right, to get to recognition. get recognition. Yeah, you know, they're put this way. Those foreign folks know that Benny Goodman ain't the king of jazz, <laughs> you know? Right. But right. see, what's, what's great is when a, when a guy like Dirk Nowitzki comes over and he says, you know, who are your basketball influences? Oh, Magic Johnson. It's like the Beatles. When the, you know, one of the reasons right. why I always gave it up to the Beatles was the first one, they would say who are their influences? Oh, Chuck Berry, mm-hmm. um, Fats Domino, all of them. Right. For Christ's sakes, Billy Preston was the fifth, the fifth, was the Beatle. fifth Beatle. So, you know, so they gave it up to the brothers early. And the Manipsi, where the NBA lost, at least to me, a lot of people, is when they went on that uh, spree of trying to tell you that the foreign players were so much better than right. the players here. Yep. But see, my whole argument was like, okay, say that. Think about this. You have high school coaches, mm-hmm. college coaches, mm-hmm. AAU coaches, Sandlot coaches going overseas, cheating the quote-unquote American game, at worst, they're going to either be your equal or learn, you know, at, at worst, they're going right. to be your equal. Right. But they will all, but unlike us xenophobic Americans, they will give credit to the Americans for teaching them the game. The game, yeah. And that's the difference. And I think even now, um, I will take... I will take a, an American player over a foreign player. And it really has nothing to do with being xenophobic. It's just a matter of the culture. Mm-hmm. because, Or is it style? Is it style of play? It's you know, a little bit of both. But see, my thing is, I, and, I'll, and I'll take my guy for the Knicks, you know, KP, as, as an example. I say who that is. Oh, uh, Christoph Porzingis. The, the the tall limping guy that that that, that, <laughs> that you see that's not playing for the Knicks, um, great player, great skill, or what have you, but you have you have to make the culture change. Yeah, you have to make the change, and he's still struggling with that. And I think that led to him being hurt. You know, me personally, I I, I say it as a joke, but. They should have been taking that kid to Mama Leone's every other week <laughs> just to put him, to f- just to put something on his bones. Because, fatten uh, him up a little bit. Especially in the East where 
you know, you know, I, I was lucky enough to interview uh, the late Reggie Lewis mm-hmm. very early in his career. And, you know, I, I asked the obligatory question. All right. You know, what's the difference between the NBA and college ball? First thing, man, it's the banging. <laughs> I got beat up more in three weeks than I did all, all my whole college career. And people don't realize the physicalness yeah, of the game. The physicality. And especially, and see, the East has been like that. Always. Way back. Always. You know, there was, you know. Always. It, when I was watching the Knicks and the Celtics on black and white. Look, it wasn't, put this way. There's a great, there's a great old school article out uh, years ago. The old Inside Sports magazine. Mm-hmm. They did a write up with uh, Willis Reed and Wes Unsell. Wow! And you know, to me, it wasn't May <laughs> unless the Knicks and the Bull, Knicks, Knicks and the Bullets, yes, the Bullets, the Bullets would go at it, and mm-hmm. it was just routine. And you know, Wes knew he was going to beat up on Willis, and he knew Willis was going to beat, beat up, up on him. him. Yeah, but it was the ritual. And, yeah. and see, when they had the no layup rule, they didn't write you a memo. You found out when you drove the lane, and you wound up saying, "Oh, I guess the no layup rule is in effect." Is, is in effect tonight. <laughs> and see, now that's some of the stuff that I do miss with you know with the with the old mm-hmm. NBA and the new NBA because. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of old school folks. Like, I don't like the fact that they all, you know, shaking each other's hands and being nice to each <laughs> but other. That's and all. sportsmanship, people. Come yes on, no. see, because you, know, you know the the quarterback for the New England Patriots is famous for not shaking folks' hand. Really, but he ain't. But 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 he's not a not sportsman like that, or isn't he? But see, even look. When Chamberlain and Russell, I should say infamous, infamous, yeah, yeah. Im- he, oh, you got his middle name changed again. <laughs> but um, back in the day, Russell and Chamberlain, when Russell was in, when Russell, I'm sorry, when Chamberlain was in Boston, he'd eat over at at Russ's place. When the Celtics were in Philly, Russ would eat over at the uh, Chamberlain's mm-hmm. place. So that's always been there. But you know, a, a you know. There's also, unfortunately, for folks my age and a little bit older, there's that grumpy old man uh, factor, too, where they just, anything, you know, anything that's, like, under 30, they, you know, what was it, what was it back in the day, uh, back in the 60s, don't trust anybody over 30? Yeah, yeah. Well, now, 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 now the old folks are like, don't trust any damn body <laughs> under 30. 30. <laughs> and it's like, so, y'all got to meet up somewhere. Lonzo Ball's daddy. Again is again making the headlines because he says if the Lakers don't sign his son, then the other son, the other two sons, the other two sons, Mm -hmm. then he is not allowing them to play in the NBA. Call his bluff. You know, Tony, I'm with you on that. Call his bluff. But you know, are we are we looking at him like people looked at Richard Williams with Venus and Serena? It's, because he, Richard Williams talked a lot of junk too, but but see, and also said to us that Serena was the better tennis player. Well, see, there was a there was a difference because see, he was automatic, you know, because of the. I'll just come right out and say it because of the blatant whiteness of the sport. Mm-hmm. Richard Simmons, Richard Simmons, my God, <laughs> Richard Williams was dismissed. Mm-hmm. Because they was just like, oh, he's just a crazy old black guy. Yeah. Just let him talk. Just let him whatever. talk. But 
now he's in the tennis hall of fame and he and 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 he didn't even have to say i got the last laugh all he got to right. do is just say look at my plaque right it's different because see again in this in this white america now again going back to almost like the lebron thing they want to put out an image of what a black man or what a black father is supposed to be and i'll, I'll be honest with you we all know a bunch of uh, Lonzo Balls. Mm-hmm. We've dealt with Lonzo Balls mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. And you, you know, again, to a certain extent, you just be like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to finish my, Nick, I'll finish my sandwich now. <laughs> I think in this instance, I give him credit for, you know, sort of taking all the pressure off of his kids and everything like that. But at some point, dad, please sit down. You know, because I get it. He, you know, these kids get manipulated. These right. kids get used, and, right. and and we all know it. The one thing I will never take away from him is that he wrote his own ticket. Because say what you want about what uh, Daddy Ball is all about. He said they would get drafted by the Lakers. Click check. He said that he would come out with his new shoes. Check, and he said that he would have an impact. Now, granted, he's hurt now, but check he's been right on all points now now he wants to try and whatever at some point you just say okay lonzo we'll get back to you on that and and you go from there because see again this also plays into the whole we ain't got nothing else to talk about well let's see what let's Let's see what let's see what lonzo i'm not we we, we get a bunch of quotes out of lonzo just you know so you take it when i when i first read it and I made sure I, I wanted to read the story because I wanted to see, you know, if it was actually him saying, saying it. it. Yeah, or was it a source said? Yeah, you know, yeah, you always got to be Good careful. old source. Yeah, yeah, ask Carl Burnett about that. <laughs> Carl Burnett and the Inquirer about those sources. But um, I'd call his bluff now because, see, the thing is now, at some, at some point, they're going to, you know, they're going to be like, you know, we got one of them. Mm-hmm. We're going to guarantee that mm-hmm. we're going to get the other two. You want to step? No step. problem. You got yeah. some, some, sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to, it, it's not even so much letting sleeping dogs lie. Just let them bark themselves to sleep. <laughs> well, Winter Olympics, you watching? You know, I ain't going to lie. I have watched maybe like about two minutes. I'm waiting for, I'm, I'm waiting for um, the speed skating with uh, okay. Mamie. Um, I want to make sure I'm saying the name right. Mommy Beanie? Mamie Beanie? I don't know. I'm not sure. And they've already jumped on their favorite um, bad, in their mind's eyes, uh, Sha- Shawnee Davis. They just don't like Shawnee Davis at all. I man. was getting ready to say it's been quite a few years and they still don't. This look, much like you know, I, I've I've come to the conclusion with a lot of some of these black athletes, they just they just they want to just. But why don't life. they like him? I mean, you know, it's it's funny. Is it bravado? Is it the well, way see, he carries not, himself? See, he but see that's the thing. See, he's not a bravado type guy. See, the way I've he's always come across is that he's a black man that speaks his mind, which of course in this society is a dangerous folks have thing. A lot of, have, have a lot of problems yeah. with because because yeah. um what he basically said was it you know it came down to him and another speed skater in regards to being you know the flag bearer right both of them had won medals whatever 
And I guess they did a they did voting, and it was four four, so it came out to a coin flip. And he said, yeah, and that's exactly what he said. He was like, "Go ahead. now." Now they told him that's what the final thing will come down to. But look, you knew that even as decorated as Shawnee was, they weren't going to uh, let him carry the flag. And again, the kid who is who did bring in the flag was, you know, it was a nice story mm-hmm. and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, if you listen, if you read the way he's saying, he didn't go after the kid. He went after the process. Right. But it's Shani Davis and we don't like him. So. And he shouldn't have said what he said. Exactly. Exactly. Even though, even though, even though we have a guy on 1600 Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue that has said worse things than that. Oh, Shani Davis is the devil. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, man. I don't. I don't I don't understand it. I I wonder about sports writers sometime. And and that's where you come out of. You're out of that that crew, that tribe if you will. But I don't understand. I guess part of it is that they have the opportunity to do op-eds in their in their writing. And there's nothing wrong with that. But see, at the end of the day, you're a reporter. Mm-hmm. I you know I fall back on my reporter skills nine times, you know, 10 times out of 10 and twice on Sundays. Who, what, where, when, why, how you do that. You never get sued. You'll never misquote anybody or what have you. But when you literally and figuratively have, you know, folk, I mean, it's laziness. I can't, there's, there's no nice way of saying it. It's laziness. It's laziness. And the thing about it is, well, when you say lazy, you're talking about, and and we can talk a little bit about this to the audience, you're talking about the fact that folks don't go out and either talk to the source or try to find a way to verify what's being said by that particular source. Who, what, where, when, why, how. That goes back to even, yeah. if you do all of that, you won't have stories about how you know, Belichick and uh, Kraft and Brady don't get along. Okay. You're going to talk to one of them? Or right. you just going, you know, I mean. Going to go with that. You know, I mean, look, I can, you know, I can tell you some nasty things about my old barber, but why, <laughs> you know, but why? You know, you're just hearing it from one, you're just hearing it from right, one from source. from one source. I mean, that's what's, and see, that's become the norm. Now, this is the sports arrogance in me. We're used to it on the news side, but now it's infiltrated the sports side Side, so much now that you can't, you you can't tell the difference. And to me, that's the biggest problem. And see, especially with sports, you can't say that you don't have access. Now, yes, there are certain, and there are certain athletes that may not talk to you, but there is a reason. See, my thing has always been cause and effect. There's a reason why uh, Barry Bonds wasn't too cool with the media there was a reason why Kareem was standoffish to the media and so and so and such. But see, it's easy to just brand them as bad guys, right. but not go deeper and find out well, what the why issue is he's that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But 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 then again, that would cause for some reporting, and of course, these guys yeah. got way too much time to do all that. I was going to say, you when you're a reporter, you're really a reporter, and it's and and it's sad because see, with all of these mediums now. 
you know, mm-hmm. with social media, with the website. Because see, acts, you know, there's more, you know, again, we live in this information society now, but half the information we get is, is stuff not that I need two shovels for. Yeah. Information. Yeah. So, ACC, who's the best coming out of the ACC in college basketball? Because right now, well, it's not unusual. Well, it's not the best. You know, the ACC is not the best conference right now. Who is? I guess if you go by teams in the top 10, I guess you're going to say the Big Ten mm. for now. But but see. It's going to change. Well, see, look, regular season and the tournament. See, it's always different because in the tournament, it's, you know, un, un, you know the NBA tries to build themselves up <laughs> as, you know, you know, one in, you know. You right. Know, you know, in and out, but the the N the NCAA is just truly you're winning, you're in, yeah, you lost and you're yeah. out, yeah. And now there's more parity. See, what I don't like the one thing as much as I like the college game, as much as I like it, what I have a problem with is that they're still much like the college playoff. They deal with the big boys. You know, you're never gonna see a George Mason run again. You're never right. gonna see a VCU run again. You're never right. gonna see Butler. You know. There's, you know, do you really believe that though? Oh, I, oh, totally. Cause see, Gonzaga is not a Cinderella anymore. Gonzaga's mm-hmm. been a power for mm-hmm. 10, 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Wichita State been a power for years now. It's I, you know, the sad thing is now to me, you're not going to see those mid majors make those runs. There's a better chance of seeing the mid majors make a run on the women's side than I think on the men's side. And 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 to me, that would be the best thing that would happen to women's basketball when you saw. I mean, we haven't seen a quote unquote Cinderella run on the women's side, side and, since. And... I almost want to say like when uh, Jackie Styles and and South and uh, Southwest Missouri State made their run a few years back. Now, or some, even Temple back in the day. Yeah, but see, but see, but see again. Temple quietly has been maybe not a power, but see, you know, where we're at here, you know, we, you know, the late, you know, it's it's the Lady Huskies and and, and everybody mm-hmm. else. But one of the things I always like to do, especially when the second half of the year comes, is to be able to watch more of the other women's conferences, so right. we can see and, who's and who. I, and I and I have more of appreciation, and and you know we've seen. You know, even like when Louisville made their run a few years back, or Maryland, mm-hmm. now they became they've they've become perennial powers. And Grant, not now. I thought it was, and I know it's sacrilegious to say it here. <laughs> I thought it was great that Mississippi State knocked off UConn last year mm-hmm. because it just lets you, you know, it 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 was one of those. Some of these other schools can say, hey, you know what? If we go out and recruit, right, we can get like that. And 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 again. That's what happened to UConn. You got to remember, UConn women went from playing in front of a crowd of 100 people at the old, cold uh, gym mm-hmm. back in the day. Now they play more games at the at the Excel Center than the men do. Than the men do. And, you know, the one thing you can say about Connecticut, the state, is that it has a healthy respect for women's basketball. Always has. Always has. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, not to get too far off to a side, I never understood why the WNBA 
didn't put a team in Connecticut. In, no, no, they got a team in Connecticut. Well, now they a do. A team in Knoxville. Mm. I mean, for Christ's sakes, for Christ's sakes, put a couple of ex uh, Lady Vols on there, right? And the people will show and up. And the people will show up. Now, now, granted, this you know this Connecticut Sun team is basically the old Orlando team, right? From the expansion. But and that's and that's what I'm saying. I when I when I said what I said a mm-hmm. minute ago, I don't understand why they didn't do it from the jump instead of it becoming an expansion team. There's a there's a bunch of things the WNBA has done that I wish they would have changed. And I know a lot of it has to do with arena availability. Mm-hmm. I would love to see them play during traditional basketball time. I know they have to play during the time that they play because arenas are just impossible right. to get to get into. But if that's the case, play them at the college arenas. Yeah, you know, and and you know, because people will still come. People will still come. And 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 the thing about you know they just you know they just finished their uh, they just had their twentieth. Uh, 20th year anniversary mm-hmm. clearly the basketball is so much better than it was early on but unfortunately they're you know they're sort of like the old nba in the yeah. sense where they're they're there's unless you're in that area they're sort of nameless faceless players and 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 that's a shame because we've had great players i mean you know yeah I mean, right here in the city yeah. bria holmes you know yeah and imagine, I've, I've always said, imagine if you had a WNBA when Tracy Claxton and Pi right. Drawn and right. all those other great players from Hill House Cross had been around. You and know? Lehigh. Yeah. 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 Could, I'll, I'll come right out and say it. Could you, you, there's, no, there, there's no doubt in my mind, your ma could have been coaching at the Garden yeah. or coaching up at the Mohegan yeah. with a team here. Because yeah. of what she, because of what she was in, as a player at that time, on yeah, and off, yeah, and, and you, I mean, that would have been great. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was it was something for me to come home and go to Southern's Fieldhouse for their final, mm-hmm. and it's dag near packed, and I distinctly remember my grandmother saying to me. Are all these people here to see Elnora? <laughs> and I'm saying, well, grandmother, sort of, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like she's coaching. Mm-hmm. And she said, and where is she? Because, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. There, were, there was no seats for us. <laughs> you know, and we were all the way up. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm saying she's mm-hmm. right there. No celebrity, no, no yeah, celebrity no, no, seats for y'all. No, no, cur- no courtesy seats for no, y'all. Huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> And, you know, when we got home, she was like, well, where were you? I said, look, I'm not even going to try to explain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. went to where they sent me, um, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was kind of upset about it. But I was sure, like. Sure, sure. But see, and. But, uh, un- un- but just that alone. Mm-hmm. You know, that was in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we really, truly. Not only New Haven. Because, you know, when you go to the, the Women's Hall of Fame dinners and they start to talk about the games, mm-hmm. you know, everybody in the state would say, we hated to come to New Haven to oh, play. of course, of course, of course. Because the crowds were intense. The players were very serious about the game. The coaches were very serious about you know, the game. This is, you know, 
I think in many ways, you know, it's funny because, you know, as we're taping this, Hill House and Cross are playing for the second time uh, are t- they? tonight. Yeah, the, the men, the men, the, the men, men are. are. Yeah. And I think we've taken for granted over the years what kind of a basketball hotbed that we've had mm-hmm. over the years. Now, with the men, it was always there. But, you know, even with the even with the women. Yeah. see. When I was in high school, you know, th- that's when, you know, that, that was that was the Claxton era where they were just, you know, whipping butts and taking mm-hmm. names. Now, down the road, now, and, and, and the thing about it is, Hill House had a real good team. Yeah. But Sabrina Breeland. Un, un, unfortunately, they were in the same damn league across. as us. <laughs> so you had to, and, and see, my growing up, you know, we were always, you know, Hill House and Cross, that was, you know, that was mm-hmm. always the game. I mean, um, one of my, my favorite, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite just teams of all time was the 78, 79 Hill House squad. They were mm-hmm. nine and 10 going into the tournament, mm-hmm. which you know, and, and which, which should tell you something about, I guess the tournament then, but they end up, you know, like, uh, Reggie Darden and Kelvin Deere and, and Charlie, Ash. Charlie, Ash. oh man. Yeah. They had a run. And the second, and I think it was either second or third game, they beat Cross by 23. And it was like, once they beat Cross by 23, that was it. Man, who we, you know, ain't nobody go. Now, they wound up going up against a good Hartford Weaver team mm-hmm. with Kenny Mink. I know some of the old school folks are saying, boy, I didn't remember. <laughs> but, and, yeah. and Weaver, and Weaver played them back and forth. And, and it, and it was, um, Johnny, uh, a uh, freshman, Johnny Carmichael, a couple of free throws, wind up winning, but they made you know, but they 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 made they the made run. the run, and that to this to this day, that's still my favorite Hill House. I mean, and you know, they've had undefeated teams, yeah. and they've whatever, but that was always. Now I ain't gonna lie because I went to school with them and knew <laughs> them or whatever. I had a, that always helped, but that was but that was fun because you know when they went, it was just like. I just hope they don't get their asses kicked in the first right. round. But they, you know, they won the first game or whatever, and then they played cross the second. We just and you were just hoping, don't get embarrassed. Yeah, don't get. And right. we was half right. They got embarrassed, <laughs> and then after that, they made and and it was and it was and, and see, I've always said I could watch you know high school basketball to my to my ears bleed, mm-hmm. and be, because like you said, because of the you know because of the territorialness here in New Haven, yeah. because of the history and, and everything like that. That's that's always been there for, for years and years and years and years. And, you know, people forget, this. you know, next to LeBron taking that god-awful Cleveland team <laughs> to the finals, the other eighth wonder of the world was Sly Williams taking Lehigh uh, to, to, the, to the finals. I remember. Oh, man, he that was, you know... That was amazing. I mean, he's amazing literally, run. Literally, literally, all. I mean, yeah, he made his NBA. Put it I'll, on his I'll, back. I will, I will. I will always say that's where his NBA career started. Yes, I know he went on to roll on, but that's when I think the NBA was like, "Oh, we gotta watch for this kid when he yeah. gets what when yeah. he gets older." And it was always a little, you know, cool because he wound up playing for my team, for the Knicks. And so yeah. it was always, there was always that little special pride of of seeing him and everything play. else. Yeah, but yeah, that was fun stuff. That that that. That never gets old. That Last but not old. least, mm-hmm. baseball. Yes. Where are we? Well, Folks it, are being called to Florida now. Oh no! The pitchers and catchers are already there. You know, the rest of the teams are show up. I mean, 
everybody is ready to hand it over to the Yankees, I guess, after all the trades and everything like that. But I, you know, I still say Houston's the team to beat. They're still, you know, now granted, we were saying this last year about the Cubs because they were young, but I think it's a little right. bit different here because they seem to be a little bit more balanced. Their core seems to be a little bit more younger. And I, I think because of them beating the Yankees, you know, people are just sort of, you know, and you know, the Yankees are going to get pressed because course, they're the Yankees. Because they're the Yankees. But, you know, I think, let's put it this way. Houston's going to have a lot to say about um, who who wins or who loses this thing. And mm-hmm. if it went, and if we get, in, it wouldn't surprise me if we get a, another AL final with the uh, Astros and the Yankees again. All right, Tony McClain, thank you so much. Not a problem. Appreciate you being here. Once again, a great sports talk. <laughs> Yes! Love it. We got to do this more often. We should. Mm -hmm. We should. We really should. But thank you for being here. Tony is the editor emeritus of BASN Newsroom. Newsroom. And his last name is McLean, and he was a sports writer for quite some time with the New Haven Register, as well as working for, as he says, the mouse ESPN. I'm just not picking random people and pulling them off the street, y'all. This is a brother with some talent. So thank you. You you read that the way I wrote that. That I did very well, didn't Mm -hmm. I? You've been listening to the show on 103.5 FM WNHH, newhavenindependent.org. You never know who's going to show up on the show. Yes! Have you ever seen a show with fellas on the mic with one minute rhymes that don't come out right? They fight. They never write. That's not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. Well, tonight, on this very mic, you're about to hear, we swear, the best star rappers of the year. So, so, cheerio, yell, scream, bravo. Also, if you didn't know, this is called the show.